Yeah, it's been a, an amazing year. We've been looking back just over the last couple of weeks and I think speaking more on what God is doing with us and how He's building us. You've got to be excited for what's to come. But I think there's also a part of it where we're like, man, we're growing. There's so much happening and, and God's doing this. At the same time, you've got to realize like where, where He's busy with us, the enemy wants to just get in and cause division and, and actually break up the progress that God's busy doing with us and where he's taking us because we're now a threat um and i think it's been even now if you if you know the stories of what's happening in the community it's like he just doesn't let up like it'll just continue 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 and and we come to this point now in the year where we're like oh i can take a breath and we can have a break and we can relax and be refilled and and i think for me i'm looking forward to it a lot but i'm going to share a little bit this morning i'm going to do a little practical Example, because I'll be honest with you, Jesus is very gracious on giving me something the last three days because I had nothing coming into this week. Um, but when I think of the end of the year, I think of all the things that I'm looking forward to is spending time with family. And I had the awesome opportunity to spend some time with my mom who was back from Australia. I haven't seen her for three years and we went away to the Berg this last week. And your expectations are that, like, it's going to be amazing, it's going to go smoothly, and then it just doesn't. And, and it doesn't because I realize that I still have issues, and I still have things that I have to work through. And I'm not the same person that my mom remembers, and my mom's not the same person I remember. And there's an expectation in our minds of how things go. And then you start to realize, like, there's some small cracks there that you still have to deal with. And um, uh, I think when you get to this point, I know if you talk to most people, they're like, oh, I'm tired. You're like, yeah. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and yes, I am. And it's like physically and emotionally and psychologically. And it's just, it's like, I just need to get away. And, and we've been sharing the last couple of weeks of like where God's building and there's a time to like spend time in the presence of God. And then it was like, What's it? Soft, hard, hard knees. And then it's time to stand up. And then it's time to wake up. And then there's this point where it's like, okay, now we've got to go. But there's also, for us, it's a season in terms of the year. The same is always a time where we just chill. And we try and recuperate and plan for the next year. And um, like Kamal said, it's like it can be very lonely for some people. And can be really filling for others. And I think there's an incredible opportunity for us as a church to actually it's okay to stop this for a while and it's okay to actually like not have church i know we've been in the past where guys like no but you got to keep going for the people that need it it's like actually the place mustn't become the thing that fills us and the thing that drives us to get here it's like that we've got to find away from this and when we find it away from just this sunday and just a wednesday prayer meeting we start to realize that actually like we're more capable than what we realize and actually like God will fill us in a private space. It doesn't always have to be from me or Andrew or Kubis or Barry standing here and sharing something. And I think there's an incredible opportunity where we come to the end of the year to actually be like, we've built, can we sustain it when this is no longer here? Can we sustain it when it's not easy to just rock up and attend and everything's set up and it's nice and fluffy and it's like great it's like actually like will you make time to do this with your family in december will you make time to 
go into the Word by yourself. Will you make time to overflow into other people's lives, even when it's so easy to say, this is me time. This is time for me to relax. Like, I don't want any drama, no nothing. And I had that when I went to the Berg this week. I was like, I'm just going to chill. And I came back finished. Like, I just had no energy. And, and it was amazing because what lacked was the fact that I neglected spending time with God during that week. And I came back more tired than when I left. And it's amazing that small little change in a week. And when, you, when you're out of God's presence, the cracks just start to, to show. And they start to show. And you start to, when you're tired, you don't speak the same. You don't think the same. And it becomes something where I'm like, where's all that progress that I made? And then it's a reminder like, ooh, I don't yet... And it's funny because I can stand here and it's like, yeah, this is exactly why I can stand here and say that because I'm not the example that is set and Andrew's not the example that is set for how the per- perfect life looks in this church and in this community. It's like Jesus is the only one that can set that perfect example. And to stand here and be vulnerable, is it breaks that space of like actually like, oh, they've got it. It's like, no, they don't. We are all trying to figure this out together. And it's this incredible thing where if I look at what we're being shaped as, as a community and as a vessel for Jesus, I have to start to look at this time and think like, of course, we're going to start to feel these little, these little knocks and these little spaces where actually like, are we being, are we stewarding the vessel that we are? And are we stewarding this vessel that God's given us? And there's a responsibility for each of us and for a lot of you, it's your family and your kids. As a single person, it's me and the people that God's put in my life and my family. But to a different extent, I'm not responsible for them. Like different when you have kids, I see a lot of you, you are responsible for your children. I haven't got to that point yet, but I have to steward. Exactly. Here we go. Go and take care of the kids. Let me read. Just doing it. And I've got to start to look and be like, what, can I still be good for people? over this December period, over a time where community is not here. Because it's easy to pour out into people when they're here all the time. Can you pour out into, like, I'm going away now, I'm going to Cape Town for a week, and then I'm in Durban, and there's all my family together, and I'm just thinking, this is going to be hard to love on them. Because spending time with family is great, but it sure isn't easy. But I need to still be a vessel that can pour out and water dry ground outside of this community I'll take a shot as well, fellas. <laughs> um, okay. But I want to kind of, I've been thinking about it this weekend. I thought there's such a, I'm going to try and see if I can make this work without causing a mess, which is not, probably not going to happen, but I'm going to give it a really good go. So I thought about it this week, and um, I'm reminded. Of all the times where God was able, or Jesus was able to step away and be filled again. So that he could come out of a place and continue to pour into people. And it was this thing for me is when, when we think of, and we talk so much about this incredible, that God's filling and there's overflow and there's overflow. We, we so wanted to look like we are the beneficiaries of that overflow. And we, we benefit and we this on a practical level and on an outpouring level and on a financial level and a, whatever it is. And I've started to realize that actually like so much of the filling that God is doing and the wells he's creating have nothing to do with us. But everything to do 
with who that pours out over into. And it's amazing because if you look at it from your angle, you can't see what is filled in this cup necessarily. But we've got to trust that it is filled. And then it's just, for me, it was this, this week of like, but I'm filled and I'm just going to be content with where I'm at. And I felt like God saying like, don't close off the opportunity for me to continue to pour into you so that you can continue to pour into others. And it's kind of a space of like where I pour and it slowly will pour out into someone else. But it never overflows the rim. And we can think for ourselves, like, I'm going to be the recipient of blessing, and I'm going to be the recipient of this, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be. What if you are just the vessel and, and the people that are on the other side of the recipients? Wow, man. Sure. Would you allow God to still pour into you? Maybe not. <laughs> when to the external world, it doesn't look like you are blessed and like this lavish gifting and this whatever, it's like actually like that is the standard the world sets for what a blessed person looks like. And I've started to realize like through through all the stories this year as a church, I don't think I've been a part of a more blessed people. Even though circumstances aren't great. Even though people are struggling financially. And we are now <laughs> a church with two cripples in it. So... <laughs> And it's like, oh, but it's like this, and, and all these small things happen, and then Kamal shares that like, continue to be the light. Like, the light shines, it, I might be a little wobbly, but I will still stand, and I will still shine. And I will still continue to encourage and speak life into this church, that even though we're not at our physical best, and it's difficult for me, <laughs> because I'm, like, I'm active and I want to go, now I have to just stand. And it's amazing how God will use everything <laughs> to show you something that he's busy with. Mm. Since having this, I've had to stop all of the things that were part distractions and partly brought me joy. And in the burg, I, okay, I probably shouldn't have done it. Selling Barry, I was like, I'm going to stand here and just play tennis. I'm not going to move. I'm just going to hit the ball. And then I'm like, I'm not going to go try and play golf. And, just, and then I like pull my hamstring a bit. And then I had to just sit for a couple of days and I realized, am I content... As Rebecca said, to just wait, to just sit, to just let them talk when everyone else is gone and they're busy in the burg and I'm there by myself. Am I content to just be rather than do, 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 do? And I think this December period is so much of the opportunity for us to just be will speak far more than the doing. It will speak far more. Because everyone's like, oh, I'm going to, December, I'm going to relax. But what I'm also going to do is, now I can do all the things that I didn't get to do in the year. Like, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go and do this. We're going to go hike up Table Mountain. We're going to travel. It's like, mm, great. All good things. But are they things that will truly fill us so that we can still be a people that can come into December filled, into Jan filled, into February. And the cycle repeats that we're not this like, Crash, I'm finished, I'm exhausted, I'm burnt out. That's poor shepherding of the vessel that we've been given. Purely by the decisions that we make and the things that we choose to look to fill us and then how much we're allowing to pour out. Now, the, the other side of being a vessel, I've realized, as I said earlier, is the fact that I have many cracks. And um, 
I'm going to just pull this up in here. And it's typical because when you realize, like, I have cracks, you start to wonder if this is what I've been given and it'd be like, but I'm feeling empty, I'm feeling empty, I'm feeling empty. It's like, when we relax, we've got to also realize that the enemy is looking for an opportunity to take us when we are not on guard. We have to still, as a community, as a people, be on guard even in times of rest because he comes at you when you physically and financially and emotionally and whatever tired and weak, it's the best time for him to come and just, and we always think he's going to come with this massive like, like it's going to be super obvious. I promise you, he comes with a little knife and he just cuts. Just a, just a little hole here, a little hole here, a little hole here. And we think that we've been filled and filled and filled. But slowly, we just drip away. That filling that we are so desired is like, if I choose the things of the world, it will not fill me. It will actually slowly drip away. But the enemy will come and try sneakily just take little jabs. And you're going to start to realize that by the end of the day, you're going to be burnt out and we won't know why. And it's because, and this has been for me this week, I haven't shepherded the vessel as well as what I thought. But God's still good enough that He's given me the opportunity <laughs> to see the fact that I have cracks. Mm, sure. The beautiful thing about God is like He'll show you that you're weak and then He'll help you patch it together. And He will give you instruction and He will give you people and He will give you opportunities to just patch the holes so that you can become that whole vessel again that can continue to pour. Because... It's the same thing. If, if I'm that vessel that's overflowing, but I've got holes, I never get to a point of overflowing. It might look like it, and it'll, it'll be like the, the dams that I've seen in KZN. It's like, oh, there's times where it's massive flooding, and then, and then nothing. And this is on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. And actually, we call to be a consistent people that just flow. 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 And this year, God has just built those wells within us but also you've got to just be, be careful that the, God can pour from here and He can pour from the top. But it must lead to an overflow. Mm-hmm. And we've got to be careful that we're not being taken out in the, in the meantime where we like, actually now it's my time to just relax. Because yes. I had some big clashes with my family this week. And it, it's, uh, you can always go to like, oh, but they did one, two, three, four, five. And I'm trying this, this, this. And then... I realize that I'm tired and I realize that I'm weak and I realize I'm just have nothing left. And I've got to ask, where did it go? Where did all of it go in one week? Because we think, oh, God fills us. Like, cool, we're going to sustain for six months and we just refill again and then we'll continue. It's like daily, 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 daily. We have to check the vessel. We've got to check that there's no cracks and we've got to allow God to fill us again. And that neglecting of the vessel and neglecting of the time in His presence that fills us is the reason why we feel like we do when we come to the end of the year because we, we just pour out so much but we're forgetting to just, just check along the way. Yeah. And what I've realized now is when I'm in that space, I'm no longer good for people around me because it's not the true version, the best version of me. I'm now short so I lash when things are set. I'll give up Times that are good, like spending time with family because I'm just like, I just have nothing to give. And then you start to just isolate yourself over this time in small ways and, and think that it's not going to affect you because you just, you'll be fine. 
It's like, are we? Will we be? Without shepherding ourselves well during this time. And I'm going to go through just three pieces of scripture. So Jesus here is speaking in John 10, verse 11. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And then if we go back to verse 10, the thief comes to only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And it's a reminder, I think, for us so much of God saying, like, I am the good shepherd. And this is why, because I love you enough, I will give you warnings to just be careful, to just be on God, to not let everything that has been built be taken away during this time. And it's amazing because when we stand here, we're like, oh, we're going to preach like life and this. And it's like, actually, there's a side to it where we've got to, we have to take the warnings that God gives. Because if he is truly the good, good father that we say he is, there's two sides of him. And there's a side of the father that cares enough to speak warnings and just caution and just be careful so that he can shepherd us into those places. And so that we don't get scattered. Because during this time, the enemy will come and it'll look like something good. But I promise you, it has the potential to scatter us. And we're going to suddenly look at those and be like, okay, now I'm a bit lost. And <laughs> this is the, if I look back at the last couple of years, I'm like, oh yeah, that happened, but I never saw it. And, and there's a, it's something where I have to start to look at it and be like, okay, if he's giving us warnings, like, has this happened before? <laughs> yes. Yes, it has. <clears throat> So then 1 Corinthians 10, it basically speaks on like the warnings from Israel's past as well. So from verse 8, it says, Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be adulterous as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test Christ as some of them did, and we were killed by snakes. Do not grumble as some of them did, and they were killed by, destroy, by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overcome you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. And God is faithful. That he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure. And this is where the other part, the secondary side comes. is like, because he's built of us, he will give us opportunities to walk in the fullness of what has been built. So there's a warning. And then when he says, speaks here, he actually gives us more credit than I think I give myself. It's like, he will not give you more than you can bear. So he knows that you can overcome it. Or else he wouldn't give it to you. So in these times where these trials and these tribulations are coming, know that he already knows you can. But guard the vessel. Guard it. Be careful not to fall to temptation, to this, to whatever. Whatever may come. And it's so different for each and every single one of us. But the best part 
where he says, what is common to mankind? It's happened before. Are we willing to learn from the mistakes previously? Or are we doomed as Israel to repeat the same pattern of behavior? Year after year after year after year. And that is why they never reached the fullness of what they could have. And I mean, you guys know these last six or so weeks, we've been speaking about the fullness of Christ, the fullness of what He's got for us, what He's got planned. And now it's like, now is a chance for you to, will you stand? You've got to test what you've built yourself as well. And God will allow these things to come in and test you because He also knows that you can handle it. And I think that's the beauty of when we not in here in community, like we must still be accountable to someone that knows the life that we're walking through. And I look, I've got to go to do it and I've like already, like, I'm going to Warren and I've got three people that I will check in with on a weekly basis and just make sure that I'm still being accountable. Because I know for me, whenever I leave the city, it's like a barrage of stuff because it's no longer the safe, easy place where it's like you're daily reminded and have conversations that we're walking with people. And a lot of you, as families, you've got your family to remind you and you can speak about it. For me, as a single person, it's slightly different because I don't always have that when I go away. And I have to put things in place to guard what has been built that I, it doesn't get taken out from under me. And then 1 Peter 6. To the elders in the flock, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace... Who called you by his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. And that's it. To him be the power. It comes from nowhere else. You think it's going to come from anything else? It's not going to happen. It's going to be really difficult to stand firm. And it's like this is amazing partnership where it's like I just imagine like. You can hold God's hand and then he's like, can you stand? And the wind will come and it'll blow. And then when he needs, it's like he's there and he'll hold your hand again. He hasn't left you, but he's also like, if we're going to be a people that are going to be building what we're going to be building, we have to stand. And we've got to stand for him during that time. So I want to say to you during this December period... What are the things in your head that you so look forward to that in your mind will bring you rest? Is it just sitting at home while the kids run chaos in the garden? Is it getting away from people? Be careful you don't isolate yourself. Be careful you don't isolate yourself. Is it family and all these things that look like so fulfilling and so glamorous and beautiful and that the world's like, yeah, this will fill you. Be careful. Will it truly fill you? Will it truly keep you? Will it truly hold you steadfast? Because by His power and His power alone, we will stand steadfast and firm. Which means without it, we won't. And then the beautiful part of God's heart is that He never leaves you. Nor will he forsake you. That's why he's built this community. So if you are alone and you are going away as a family. And it is a tough time. Just reach out to someone. And I want to say to us. Choose someone to reach out to. 
choose the people that you know don't have the same family, don't have the same opportunity, don't have the same exposure, and reach out to them during this time. Yeah. And I'll say this from my perspective, I struggle to ask for help. Which is why I need people like Warren <laughs> to just phone me and be like, so how are you doing? Mm. Not so great. This and this and this. Cool. What can I do? Can I pray for you? Can I phone you every second day? Do you want to come around for lunch? Are you in the same city? Come join us. Don't allow the break to stop community from taking place if you're in the city, but also create that community and space that you've learned here if you go away, if you're with your family. I've been seeing my family for a couple of months and it's like, when I go there, will I add life? Will I still be willing to pour out or am I expecting to just receive, receive, receive this December? Like my responsibilities are finished, I tap out, I'm taking a break. It's like, mm, not the life we really called to live. God will continue to pour into us, but I'm a firm believer that I love pouring into other people. And I wouldn't change it. Because at the same time, I learn more about his heart. I learn more about how he's filling me. I learn more about where I'm at and the man he's building me into and the men and women that we are becoming. And it's like, man, I look at so many people that I'm going to encounter as a sim and I think, I don't know who pours out into them. The way that this community pours out into me. It becomes familiar and common because we see it on a weekly basis. I promise you, it is not. It is not common. That week of going away, not being able to see someone, not coming to pray, not having any conversations really around what God's busy with, what's happening on the same level, it leaves this void of like, I crave that. And it's like, will we engage in conversations like that? Will we really check in and see how people are doing? Do we really want to check in and see how our family is doing? Do we really want to know? <laughs> Because once you know, you have the opportunity to add something to it, to speak life into it, to, to, to pour out into it. And that, that opportunity of dry ground that is there, you have the opportunity to water it again. Because what if you're the only one in their life that, has, that is and that will? With the same life that we carry, the same presence of God, the same authority that we've been given... And the fruits that we've been speaking about that we bear. Like, I can't eat my own fruit all the time. It's like, it's so amazing to just give it away. Because why not? Is it will grow again. So be careful not to hold on to your little thing in the cement. Be careful not to hold on to your little whatever you've got, your little this. I mean, because it's the cement, I'm thinking like, I'm going to come back and jam. I'm going to be broke. It's like, but my heart, when this cement came, it's like, we have got an opportunity to just spoil my mom. Do something with my sister. Do something with my dad. Time to go away. And I'm thinking, like I said to Warren, and I kind of got convicted of it yesterday. I was like, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm finished. And then I realized I'm not finished because I'm doing all these things. Because my heart is to love on them. I'm finished because I'm empty. And I've realized that what I thought I was filled with is no, very little left. That's the only reason why I'm burnt out. So the last two days, just sitting and, and spending time again, and you suddenly realize that in two days, God can just shift like, like that. And you're like, whoa, I can keep going. I can keep doing this. So I want to say to you guys, like, 
Over this December, don't forget the gifts and the fruit that God has borne in you this year. Over this last little while. Don't forget the fact that you are good for people. Don't forget the fact that that fruit has seed in it. Sow it. Sow into that. If it's this community, if it's this family, if it's your work colleagues, if it's whatever, for those of you that have still got a bit of time left, it's like the opportunities are ridiculous. Then be careful when the enemy comes and tries to just little bit by little bit because he's sneaky. <laughs> it was like, like a roaring lion prowls around. It's like, yo, you only see it when you see it. But while he's busy stalking and going through the grass and, and you're not alert and aware of what's happening, you're going to suddenly realize, like, I don't know how I got here. And that was my realization this week. I was like, how did I get here? Like, how did I, I, I am so angry and tired and this. And it's like, hmm, I was negligent. And that's not on Andrew. That's not on Warren. That's not on this church. That's on myself. It's our responsibility to steward the gifts, the vessel that I am, and what God has given me. And we can so easily want to shift blame and be like, oh, but this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like, mm. okay, now ask what you probably could have done better. Ask what God was asking you to do that you didn't do. Because whatever he's asking, and for me it's been like, there's a couple of things he's asked me to put in place. I'm like, oh, next year. It's like, what if you put that in place now? Because he knows what's coming in December. We forget that, as Rebecca said, all-knowing. He knows what's coming. He knows exactly what's around the corner. And the enemy's going to try and, as a church, I feel like there is so much coming for us next year. There is like this jump, this leap that we're going to go to. Like you think he's going to, you think he takes a break when you're taking a break? No, 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 no. That's when he's ready. And he's just going to come. And it's like, I'm just going to, if I stand for him, I can kick. From lying down, I can't do nothing. So, I want to encourage you guys, like, and just say thank you for this year. I know Andrew will still share something at Christmas, but I won't see you guys until Jan. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the life you guys had. Thank you for the way that you guys serve. Thank you for the way that you have loved me this year. And all of you, it's like, if it's from a small comment to a message, to an encouragement, to a little gift or just something, thank you for continuing to be the vessels that are poured into me this year because without you guys, I won't be the person that's standing here at the end of this year saying, I'm still standing. Because you will still continue to use people in this community to just continue to pour. And that small little picture of the pyramid, it just, it'll be, and it'll just go, and it'll go, yeah. and it'll go, and it'll pour, 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 pour. And you might never see the fruit, but I promise you it's worth it. Sure. So, Father God, I want to thank you for, for Trinity Central. I want to thank you, Father God, that because you are such a good Father, you will give us warnings. And you actually say, I love you so much. I just want you to be cautious of this, 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 so that you can continue to live in the fullness to which I have called you. Father God, I thank you for every single individual, for every single gift, for every single fruit that is in them, Father God. Thank you for what you have built in every single life this year that we have seen the most incredible growth through probably some of the hardest circumstances I've had to hear throughout the year in terms of just the stories and we continue to stand. Father God, I pray that you would continue to help us guard the vessel that you've entrusted to us. I thank you, Father God, that you back us. I thank you, Lord, that you are for us. 
I thank you, Father God, that you continue to fill us. You, you never leave us nor forsake us, Father God. And I thank you that you allow us an opportunity as a community to have rest. <laughs> rest is not bad. And I pray that you would fill us. You would restore us. And I pray by your power and your power alone that we would stand firm during this time and we would continue to be a people that is consistently filled throughout the year, that we don't get swayed by the seasons the world comes and when they tell us to have holiday and when they tell us to have rest, I pray that we would become a community that would find that purely by ourselves with you. Mm-hmm. Father God, I thank you that you love it when we rest in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love it when we just sit in your lap and, and we can just fall asleep and actually just be with you. Father God, I pray that you would speak into every single person here and in Trinity Central over December, Lord God, would you start to just speak dreams into them, Father God, to continue to build a firm foundation, Lord God, that you would see tremendous growth in 2023, Lord God. Father God, what a privilege to have been a part of this journey for almost the last year and a half to see you just do the most miraculous things. With the most imperfect people. I thank you, Father God, that you'll use whoever if they are willing. I pray that we give you our hearts, Lord God. I pray that we give you our finances. Everything that we are, Father God, we give you and we know that you will give it back to us and say, Cool, now go. Keep going, my son, my daughter. I love you. I'm proud of you. I pray that we we would just give us little revelations individually. We would come back with a bigger picture of who you are. And just what a good shepherd you have been. Oh God, I pray that you bless Trinity Central. I pray that you protect us as we go away, Lord God. Our minds, our hearts. But I pray, Father God, that we would just see the most tremendous life over this December period. in, In the people around us, Lord God, and in ourselves. That we continue to be good for people. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.